Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Amen. God bless you. I warmly welcome all of you to Ultimate Lab 2021. God bless you so much wherever you have come from and from wherever you have tuned in. If you are joining us, you know, online, watching us via all our broadcast platform, God bless you and I welcome all of you. I'm excited for today's event. It's not by our mind, it's not by our power, but by the spirit of the living God. Amen. God bless you so, so much. Now, before I go into the word, I'd like us to take our Thanksgiving report. What the Lord has done in our lives. I'd like us to receive it. You didn't receive anyone. Pardon? Okay, so if you're here, you want to thank God for anything He's done for you. Kindly join me on the stage right now. We're just going to use some time to do it. And then I can go straight into the Word. God bless you. Amen. I want to thank God for your life. If God hasn't done anything at all for you, I want to thank God for your life. For you being here, it's not, it's not by chance. You know how many people have, have left the world when, when COVID started. And you are still here to the glory of the Lord. And you shall continue to be here. Amen. One thing I ask of you this evening is under the weather. We are under the sky this evening. It's a powerful moment. I want to have your rapt attention. I want you to take your pens, your jotters, all your note-taking devices. You know how I do it. I love to teach you. And we're going to learn something powerful today, which is the vows day. God bless you that you have decided to come to church. You know, there are some people who don't even care that today is a Sunday. What the devil has put in their heart that they want to execute. That is what they will execute. But you have decided to come to church. And that is a glorious thing for you to do. Tell your neighbor, God bless you for coming to church. Amen. I want you in the next few minutes, I want you to lift up your voice and begin to speak in the spirit and open up your heart. If your heart is not ready to receive from the Lord, there is nothing that I say here today that will fall on a good soil. It will be rebounds. Close your eyes, everybody, and begin to speak in the spirit. Even as the word of the Lord is coming, that your heart will be opened up. It shall be a fertile ground for the word of the Lord to fall on it and bear fruit. Lift up your voice and speak in the spirit. Lift up your voice, everybody, and begin to speak in the spirit. Mark Ayada. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. We give you glory, Lord, as we are. 
to be in the house of the Lord some of your face the way you are looking at me is like don't, don't try and scare me let me talk to you smile tell you about smile uh, I want to see some smile on your face amen alright let your heart your mind your everything be here action neighbor where is your bible where is your notes make sure you have your bible this place we, we, we are teaching ministry so we, you know how we do it amen Alright, so today is Valentine's Day. You know, the vision to start Ultimate Love, you know, was conceived about three years ago, you know, to bring a proper perspective to something that the whole world thinks they know, yet little is known. And a lot of people have gone down the grave because of what they think is love. Many people are suffering today in their life because of what they think is love. You know, in the university, when I was doing my project work, one of the places I did my studies was the Accra Psychiatric Hospital. And when I went there, one of the ladies that I did my studies on, as soon as she saw me, she started screaming the name of the guy. See, the doctor was with me, the nurse, we were together. So they say, Kwame, 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 do I am in here? <laughs> you know, the reality is that the way the ladies started reacting, me, Tom, call Kwame. 
<laughs> I thought she was talking to me. I said, no, 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 no. So they, they were explaining to me that you see this lady, very pretty lady. According to them, she had what they call broken heart. How can a soft tissue like a heart get? But we realize that people say they have broken heart because of the wrong understanding of love. Praise the Lord. The world has a different perspective of love. And you and I, as Christians, we also have our own perspective. And that is what we're going to dwell on today. Praise the Lord. So we're going to go straight into the word. Turn your Bibles with me to First John chapter number 4. First John chapter number 4. I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures. So get ready and open your Bibles and with me. First John chapter number 4 verse number 10. It said, in this is love. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Can I repeat that? Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Praise the Lord. Now quickly go to Romans chapter number 5. Let me give you the foundation scriptures so that we can move quickly. Romans chapter number 5. I read from verse number 4. It says, um, let's take from verse number 3. That will get you the context well. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So, every Christian, the love in your heart is the love of God that has been poured into your heart. Can we establish that point? Amen. It says, for the love of God has been poured out into our heart because of the Holy Spirit. Remember, in Romans chapter number 8, it says that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you don't belong to Christ. You don't belong to God. Therefore, anyone who has the Holy Spirit, you are born again. And if you have the Holy Spirit, what you have in your heart is the love of God. We are laying down the foundations. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 16. 1 Corinthians chapter number 16. First Corinthians 16 I read verse number 13 and 14 It says Watch, stand fast in the faith Be brave, be strong Verse 14 Let all that you do be done with love I repeat Let all that you do be done with what? With love Amen So when we are talking about love as believers we must appreciate it from the standpoint of Christ. We cannot talk love the way the world talks love. I cannot stand here and teach you love the way the world teaches love. You see, sometimes, I, I was telling some people last time, sometimes when I hear so-called marriage counselors, you know, some reverence, some this and that, and you hear them talking about love, you wonder if they themselves they know what they are talking about. And you have seen that many people have gone down the ditch listening to some of these people because they themselves don't know what love is. 
The love of God is what has been poured into our heart. So if you want to know love as a child of God, you must know the God kind of love. Are you here with me, somebody? There are types of love. But as a church, as a Christian, what you must be interested in is the love that you have received from God. Are you here? So what is love? What is love? Amen. If I descend down right now and I start asking some of you what is love, some of the answers you know, I might end up being on the floor laughing. Praise the Lord. Because many people think they know what is love. So, oh, you know what? Ha. They say, uh, what do you call it? Some people say love as first sight. The moment they saw somebody, the feeling, they said the feeling for the person, you know, made them to feel that they are in love. They say, I'm in love. But you see, what actually is the love? Are you here with me, somebody? Come on, if you are here, wave your hands. Alright. What is the love itself? There are different, different types of love. There are, you know, you can feel your love, this love, this love. But what is love? That is what we're going to learn right now. Now, let's do some studies. In the Greek, the kind of love that we'll be learning today, that's the God kind of love, is called agape. Alright. Now, agape means unconditional, sacrificial love. Okay? Alright. Biblically, it means the love that God is. Take note. Agape, it means the love that God is, according to 1 John 4, 8 and 16. The love that God shows, according to John 3, 16, you can find in there. And the love that God enables in his children. According to Galatians 5.22. Can I repeat it? Agape love. Okay. It means. Unconditional sacrificial love. And biblically it means. The love that God is. 1 John chapter 4 verse 8. The love that God shows. John 3.16. And the love that God enables. In his children. Galatians 5.22 But you see If I define love, love by It is uh, agape Agape unconditional love Some people don't even know why it is unconditional I'm going to go there Some people don't know still I still haven't properly defined what love is Because I've just given you a Greek definition There are types of Greek words That are given to love There's agape, there's this, this But agape is the unconditional The love that God is So what is love? Because I still haven't defined love by giving you this agape definition. Love. The Holy Spirit gave me this definition and I want you to write it down. Love. Love is a relationship based on knowledge. Love is relationship. That this relationship is based on knowledge. So when we are talking about love, love is not about feelings. It's not about this. Love is pure relationship. Now bear in mind, if you remember when we read First First John chapter four, the verse eleven, it said, "Beloved, we are the same way God has loved us. Let us also love one another." It's talking about relationship. The way God relates to us, let us also relate to one another. So when we are talking about love, 
What is love? Love is relationship. And this kind of relationship we are talking about is a relationship that begins in God. As a Christian, your relationship, your love begins in God and from God. So that is why when you read the Bible, if you go to Genesis chapter 2, uh, chapter 1 and chapter 2 and chapter, you find the creation story. You realize that even the animals, God created them two and two. The only time, you see, let me, let me tell you something. There's something I want to share with you. The only time God did not create anything two and two before he decided to create it two is when he created Adam. Do you know why? Because God created man to have a relationship with him. So at that time he realized that, oh, okay, man doesn't need another man. I'm, I'm there. But then God told him, go and look for a helper among the animals. He didn't find anybody. Because God had already created the animals two and two. Everybody had been, est- a relationship had been established already. So you cannot have a relationship with yourself. You need at least someone. That is why the Bible said, where two or three, relationships start with two. You need at least two people to start a relationship. And out of that relationship, you can have more relationship. So love is relationship. Anywhere you talk about love, there's a relationship there. And can I hear with me somebody? Now tell me where you can find love where you cannot find relationship. If a, a parent loves their child, it is because there's a relationship between the parents and the child. The parents gave birth to the child. If a husband loves his wife, it's because there's a relationship between the husband and the wife. They are married together. Are you getting it? If you are you are sizing up somebody getting ready to marry. And then you say you are in a relationship. That is it. Because there is a project ahead. So every love is defined by relationship. And this kind of love you and I we have. In Christ. Is a relationship that begins from God. And has been poured into our heart. And I told you that. Love is a relationship based on knowledge. In that. If you are talking about the love in Christ. It is a love based on the knowledge. Of the values of God. Of the will of God. Of the purpose of God. Can I repeat it? The relationship in God is a relationship based on the knowledge of the values of God. Of the will of God and of the purpose of God. This is what has been poured into our heart. So God is telling us that the way I relate to you based on my glory. Is the same way you take from me and relate with other people. If you are going to walk with other people in the godly love. You must walk with people, having a relationship with people based on the godly values that the Father has poured into your heart. God bless you. Are you here with me, somebody? That is why you cannot love like the way the world loves. Today in the world, boyfriend, girlfriend, it seems like marriage. As soon as a boy sees a lady, the first thing that is in their mind, they want to have sex. You see, that is how the world defines it. That is not how God defines relationship because God has built the whole world in a web of relationships there's a proper way God wants us to relate to one another and this relation this values to relate to one another comes from him are you here with me somebody yeah so we are talking about relationship say relationship come on say say relationship I can't hear you say relationship so if we are talking about relationship then let's define relationship what is relationship when we are talking about relationship what, what exactly is relationship 
according to the Webster 1828 now that's one of the most powerful dictionaries you can find the Webster 1828 dictionary relationship means the state of being related now write it down the state relationship we are talking about relationship the state of being related by kindred affinity or other alliance so when we are relating by kindred affinity or alliance we are in a relationship now bear in mind that anyone who has the spirit of God has been born by God therefore the relationship of the love that God has for us is because he gave birth to us are you here with me now he has given birth to us we are we, we came from God we are anyone who is born again has come from God and because of that we are in a relationship we are in a relationship so if you relate to someone based on kindred affinity or other alliance affinity simply means affiliation you have you are affiliated to someone or other alliance that is a relationship so a husband and a wife is a relationship based on the fact that a husband and wife they're going to have a family produce children procreation the only only kind of relationship that God established from the one that we can that serves as a vehicle to procreate the world is marriage where two that is a male and a female come together to establish a procreation are you get what I'm saying alright so we are talking about relation here let's define relation relationship is being related to kindred affinity and uh, so let's also define relation because the key word is relation again from the webster 1828 dictionary relation number one means write it down number one means connection between things connection between things mutual respect connection between things mutual respect or what one thing is with regard to another connection between things mutual respect or what one thing is with regard to another for example as the relation of a citizen to the state two relation means kindred alliance so when you are talking about relation there must be something in common you see that common thing is the knowledge that underpins the relationship I'm in love with God because I'm in in a relationship with him based on the knowledge that he gave birth to me I'm in love with my wife or I'm in a relationship with my wife based on the knowledge that God has blessed us to procreate and establish a family system do you get it now? So everything about love is all about relationship. How we relate to one another. It is not just about feelings. That is why knowledge is the most important ingredient in love, not feelings. Am I talking? Are you in church? It's like the whole place is oh, the word is going inside. So you prefer to be quiet and 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 hit it inside. Uh huh. Master, not feelings, oh. 
you are making me sad. No, 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 no. Love is not controlled by feelings. It's controlled by knowledge. That is why I told you some time ago. If a man comes to you, young lady, that I love you, and that man cannot present to you his vision statement, you are falling, getting yourself into trouble. Because if you decide on a man based on feelings, based on how he looks, based on his pocket, based on this and that and that, I'm telling you, you are putting yourself into a deep hole. Knowledge. What is the vision of that man? That guy who says he wants to marry you, what is God telling him to do in his life? Because you cannot be in a relationship with somebody without any proper knowledge. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah? Don't go down the feelings route. You say, ah, look at his, his eyes. Look at his color. Look at his machoism. It's macho that you will chop. Is, 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 is it not that you go chop? You marry the person, you go home. The person takes you home. Now realize that the person lacks vision. The person is not deep. Now, you see, sometimes, you know, women, they, 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 they love it when their husbands give them some kind of guidance when they can impart some knowledge and wisdom. And then you, you go and marry this guy. Since the day you got married to this guy, all that he does, friends, my bet, football, this one, this one, that's all that he's interested. You see, you got married to the wrong guy and you made the wrong decision because you don't know that marriage or or anything of that sort is a relationship that is underpinned by knowledge. So as you are working with God, in our work with God, that is why we must always have his word. Because through his word, the word is the vehicle he communicates to you, his values, his purpose, his plans. As you work with God, then he begins to release himself to you. And then when you know the ways of God, I can relate to you based on my knowledge of the things of God. Not feelings. Many people have made many, many mistakes. They've married monsters. Married, I'm telling you. And those of you who, who look at features to marry, you, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know what you are playing with. Say relationship. Are you here with me? So, if I say I love you, the bottom line is I'm in a relationship with you. That is what it means. That is what love means. It, it doesn't mean I feel you. It means I'm in a relationship with you. And if I'm in a relationship with you, now, what are the ingredients of the relationship? You are my husband. Okay, it's a good knowledge. This, 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 this. Now, let me say this before I continue. In a relationship, it begins from a source and it is received. Okay, you remember that one person, Apostle John. Apostle John always uses the word beloved, beloved, beloved. Now, beloved simply means the one who is receiving the love. So, the lover is God, and the beloved is we. So, every relationship must have a source and received. Okay, right, for example. Let me, let me give you a typical example. I'm not even know a soil. You've seen the soil, you go to the farm, you know a soil. Now, if the seed enters the soil, what comes out of the soil is a harvest, isn't it? Thank you very much. That is how it is. Now, when God poured his kind of relationship into our heart, the goal for that is for us to also produce 
the God kind of relationship that when people see us, they say, wow, these people are having a different kind of relationship among them. Because right now, I saw, I saw, I saw a post this afternoon and I said, can you imagine? This is all that the world think about on a Valentine's Day. I saw a post. I don't know whether you saw it. The post was uh, no smacks against COVID. Condom against HIV. Happy Valentine's Day. That is all. So you see, the world cannot take sex. They think that sex is the undercurrent for every relationship. That is why I told you last time. If you're going to marry because of sex, I can tell you, you have a better thing to do with your life. Because there's a purpose for sex. When that purpose is achieved, and if you know what you are about, realize that Those days, they never had family planning, did they? Yet they would give birth to, everyone gave birth to one, this one gave birth to three. They never had family planning. They lived 300 years, 400 years. What were they doing between those years? If they were having sex like crazy, do you think they would have had only one child, two children, four children? They would have had like thousand. Do you know how many children you can give in 300 years? Do you know? You are not, some of you are, you are turning around looking at, I'm talking to you, look at me and let me talk to you. Praise the Lord, somebody. Say knowledge. Knowledge must control your relationship. And not, not any kind of knowledge. God kind of knowledge. The values of God. That is what must control. You must be interested in what God is interested in. In dealing with one another. In our relationship with one another. What we fight for. What we must establish. Is what God has established for us. That is how it is. We, he relates to us so that we can relate. That is why Jesus said, the greatest commandment were what? Two. You love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all other... You see, love. And then you love your neighbor as your what? Yourself. Now, foolishly, some people have said, ah, the, Jesus didn't say love your neighbor more than yourself. And they introduced something they call self-love. There's nothing called self-love. You cannot be in a relationship with yourself. Now, are you here with me? So there are some people, they say, no, I can't... No, what that scripture means is this. Love your neighbor as yourself simply means love your neighbor as you have been loved by God. Because the first one was to love the Lord your God and be in a relationship with him. The second one is to love your neighbor as God has loved you. So you cannot be in a relationship with your neighbor differently from how God is relating to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. If God bless you, why are you not blessing your neighbor? If God healed you, why are you not healing your neighbor? If God forgave you all your sins, why are you not forgiving your neighbor his sin? If God says you are, you are prosperous, why are you not prospering your neighbor? If God has given you a seed, why are you not giving your neighbor a seed? If God has given you a food, why are you not giving your neighbor a food? Whatever God has done for you in your relationship with him, do so unto your neighbor. Look unto what God has done for you and do it to your neighbor. That's what he means. Not self-love. Let me love myself first. So they go to the spa and go and do their facials, and they say, "Oh no, I have to love myself first In other words, what they are saying, that I have to treat myself well first before I. I that is selfishness. <laughs> there's not tell me, but there's nothing called self-love. Amen. Are you here with me? Yeah. So let me give you some side notes. One, love does not mean how you feel. 
Let's establish that. It's not about how you feel. He looks beautiful. He looks nice. He's a handsome. Oh, he's a nice person. He's a good person. It is a relationship based on the knowledge that we have from God. It is the love of God that has been poured into our hearts. Not an earthly love. Remember, we are spiritual people. We are not carnal people. So this love from God is a spiritual type of love which is different from the world. Are you here with me, somebody? It's different. The way, as a Christian, you walk with your wife. I'm going to give you a scripture very soon. It's different from how a worldly person should walk with his, his wife. Today, married people, they think that having a side chick is, a, is, is a fun. It's nice. It's normal. They think it's normal. In fact, there are some some of you may know some friends. If you, you, you say that oh, you are married, you don't have any girlfriend, say, ah, Charlie, are you, are you serious? You cannot be in this church and be in that soup. Because the love of God will pull you out of that soup. With better knowledge. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you see, if you walk in the relationship that God has established, you understand what is faithfulness. You understand it. Praise the Lord. Are you here? Two. Even though there are types of love, for example, the filial love. Philanthropy filio simply means love, you know, as you, you know, philanthropy, brotherly love, storage, and all of that. But all this love, all this type of love, speaks of different shades of relationship. Even when you look at it, even see in the Greek, they have the word called eros. And love calls eros. Have you ever heard the English word erotica before? Aha. Uh-huh. That's where they get it from. A relationship based on sex. That is the knowledge. So there are some people they call themselves uh, uh, what, what's it? they have a name they call them. They, they, you are not their wife, you are not their girlfriend. You, they just meet and have sex and they go. It's a type of relationship. But a demonic one. A devilish one. You cannot have a relationship just to have sex and go your way. It is the devil that is trying to destroy that kind of relationship. Are you here with me somebody? There are different, different types. But you see, the ultimate relationship, ultimate love, the ultimate love is that relationship that starts from God, that we have received from God. And from the values he has given us, we also relate to one another based on that same values. Are you here? Now, let's go on. Attribute of God's kind of relationship. Write them down. Number one, it is unconditional. It is un- say it's unconditional. Now, <laughs> let, let, let me just do this um, disclaimer. This thing I'm teaching you today is in my soon-to-be-published book, God's Unconditional Love Explained. All these things are in that book, plus more. So when it's come out, make sure you get it. Now, I posted something on my Facebook course some time ago about unconditional love. And then a friend of mine asked me that, no, no, it was rather him who posted on his um, Facebook wall and he was trying to say that he doesn't believe unconditional love exists. And I, I, I responded, I said, unconditional love is there. And he said, no, 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 until I prove to him that unconditional love is there. No, because he doesn't understand it. I hope he will, he will see this video and then realize that. Now, unconditional love simply means a relationship, a relationship, sorry, that does not place the condition to establish that relationship on you. That's all. For example, one of the examples in this world about unconditional love is a parent to children relationship. Did you ever beg your father to give birth to you? No, no. How many of you begged your father 
and say, Father, I want to come into the world, so release me. <laughs> now, how many of you did that? Do, do you even remember where? You no, know, there are some people who say, ah, we don't even know where we were before we came into this world. When a sperm is released into a, a, a fallopian tube, do you know how many are they? About one billion. Uh, Madam Ness, how many? How many? Uh, one billion. You fought with plenty, plenty sperms. In other words, other potential children. You f- That's why you are special. Put your hands together and celebrate yourself. You fought other children that could have been in this world in place of you. Fought them. Fought them. No, it's my turn. It's my turn. I'm going. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to the world. It's my turn. So you have been a fighter from the sperm level. That is why you must fight. Oh, fight in the name of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> fight it. Me like this. I'm the last born of we are a family of 11. Nine children. Two parents. And I'm the last one. So from first, ah, pack, 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 to number nine. You can imagine the fighting that has happened in my mother's womb. <laughs> are you here with me, somebody? We fought a good fight to come into this world. We cannot fail. <laughs> Say, I cannot fail. <laughs> yeah. So, that is a perfect example of unconditional love. Because the condition for you coming to this world, I mean, unlike the other kind of love, Wow, she's fair. It's a condition. Oh, Charlie, she has a very nice hair, nice eye. It's a condition. Oh, you know, she has a very good backside, front side, condition. So every relationship you enter based on certain conditions, they are zero. The day the blocks will be pulled away from those conditions, you will see your smoothness level. Are you here with me, church? So, God is saying that his relationship with us did not begin. We did not beg him. No, see, we did not beg him. From day one, when man sinned, when Adam and his wife sinned, it was God who killed an animal to cover them, their nakedness. They did not ask to be covered. It was God who said, Adam, you are naked. Let me cover you. You don't even know that you are naked. It was him who covered. They did not ask him. So you see, it was God's unconditional relationship that he entered with us. That we are in. John 3.16 For God so loved the world. Yes, you'll be thinking, ah, God so loved the world. Yes, do you know God has been in a relationship with the world? Why is God in a relationship with the world? The world came from him. Did we create the world ourselves? No, come on. Did we create the world ourselves? No. So, the world came out of God. And because of that, he has an unconditional relationship with the world. We came from him. Everything came from him. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, all things are from God. All things are from God. Say, all things are from God. Yeah. John chapter 15. Let's go to John 15. John 15 verse 16. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John 15 verse 16 it says look at what Jesus said he says you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give you we did not choose God he chose us the relationship we have with God started with him and is sustained by him 
So all of his values, the way God is dealing with us in Christ, is how we must be dealing with one another. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. One of the things, you see, one of the things, he said, if God said, he said, if a relationship with you, he will correct you. Yeah. He will correct you. Because of his relationship with that, he will bless you. Because why? We are from him. So I'm from God. Are you, are you getting the journey here? Second Corinthians 5.18 I just quoted this a few minutes ago. Second Corinthians 5.18 Thank you Lord Jesus. Second Corinthians 5.18 It says, Now, all things are of God. The word of them means they hail from God. All things come from God. All things, say all things. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us a ministry of reconciliation. So because everything came from God, everything, including we, human beings, we came from God. He said, I cannot allow human. It's like you have given birth to your son. Have you seen the story of the prodigal son? You remember the story of the prodigal son? Yeah. The other son that was in the house was angry. Why? The father was interested about the son that had gone away. The, the father could sit at the entrance of his house waiting to see if that son will come back home. Why? Because you can it's so see my children, I'm a father. When I see my children play and one of them gets hurt, mothers, fathers, you know how it is. There's no way that a child can come out of from you and then you look at that child and say, Whatever happens to you, I don't care. You lie by you care. The whole world had come from God. The whole world. Especially man. That God had created to be in charge of everything. Has seen. Walking in darkness. His life was messed up. And you are telling me that God had to place a condition on your life before he saves you? No. That is why I always tell you. I told you the last time. That definition of grace as unmerited favor is a bad definition. It's a bad definition. Because God will never give you what you don't deserve. He will always give you what you deserve. Man deserved a savior. And there was nobody who could save man. And God said, because they came for me. They are my own. They are my children. They are my relationship. I have to go and save them. And then he made his word to become flesh. And then went down to go and save them. Are you here with me, somebody? John 3, 16, you know it already. Two. Attribute of the God kind of relationship. Two, God's kind of relationship is deposited in our heart. It is not measured by appearance or determined by sight. Hey, I repeat it. God's kind of relationship, then you put it into bracket, love. Because love means relationship. God's kind of relationship, love, is deposited in our heart. It is not measured by appearance or determined by sight. We read Romans 5 5 already. For the love of God has been poured out into our heart. So don't don't try and measure your kind of relationship based on what you are seeing. Oh, she's fair. Oh, she's this. Oh, he's handsome. That is not how you measure the God kind of love. The God kind of love are all of Himself that has been deposited in, in your heart. So when you are walking or you won't even have a relationship with another person, what informs that decision is the fact that you are carrying a knowledge 
of the values of God. I mean, how can a gentleman see a young lady? He has no interest in marrying her. All that he's interested in is to have sex with her. That cannot be a God love. That cannot be a godly relationship. I've heard guys, oh, oh maybe their friend will ask him, oh, child, so how do, you, how do you see the lady? Will you marry her? So, this lady, I can't marry her. She only, she's only good for the bed. I'm looking for some, then they'll say, wife material. Now, nah, nah, this one is what? Sex material. And you are, now, you are looking for wife material. Are you okay? Yeah, so this one is so wife, wife material. Uh, I draw the your wife material. Now, are you or you had the palm material. And I saw it What kind of language? I don't know where that one two came from. Prophet, how did it even come? And this one is not wife material. So, because, oh, because this one, she likes uh, this one, this one. Let me tell you, that is why it is unconditional. Do you get it now? Because <laughs> we all have children, or we, all, we are all children from parents. None of you told your parents this is how your character will be like. Maybe they wouldn't have given birth to you. If you ever gave them a sign that you caused them trouble, they wouldn't have given birth to you. You are not here in church. <laughs> Atta, are you here? If the way you caused trouble in the house, your father ever had a sign. Say, no, 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 no. This one, okay, you wait. Let this sperm water come. Let this one come. You wait. Let's. Uh, amen. So it is in the heart. Say it is in the heart. So we are carrying the values of God in our heart. So our relationship with other people is based on how God is relating to us. It is his will. Jesus said, let your will be done as it is in heaven. In my relationship with you, all that I must establish is that the will of God is done. If I'm not married to you yet, the will of God is not for me to have sex with you. Try the engine, test the key, test the brakes, test the, the horn. If the horn is working drive it, see then, no, by the time you finish driving, what if you hit the car many people have allowed themselves to be test driven they have test driven them so much that now, the car instead of them paying for it they are saying, no, there's a fault in the car but they started driving the car they've enjoyed the car they've driven the car 100 kilometers, buy it you say you are not ready. You better repent. You don't, Jesus said, no one, no one lays his hand to the ghost and turns his back. May your eyes be open to the will of the Lord. Three. The God kind of relationship is a fellowship between God and us and how we relate to each other. At the end, when we are in agape love with one another, you will find God in the fruit we bear. It's a long one. I'll repeat it. If you want to know that, if this one is a godly relationship, that's how you want to know. It is a relationship between God and us and how we relate to each other. At the end, when we are in agape, the ultimate kind of relationship with one another, you will find God in its fruit that we bear. What is fellowship? Um, Watch out for tomorrow's devotional. But let me give you a brief. Fellowship comes from the Greek word koinonia. Koinonia means participation. So you cannot be in a relationship in which you are not contributing. Every godly relationship 
between us and God and between ourselves we must participate making sure that the will of God is done if you are here you are not married to that person your participation is making sure that you don't have sex till you marry it's koinonia, it's fellowship if you are here you are not married your participation is making sure you don't lay a burden on the guy who has not yet married you because God is your source and your resource Unnecessary things. Yeah. My birthday didn't buy me a cake. Am I a baker? Why should I get you a cake? Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't take me out. Why? Am I? I'm not a chauffeur. You can go out. At the end of the day, you see, it's about maintaining the values that we have received from God. We must keep our relationship dignified and glorified. Are you here with me? Yeah. We must glorify God in our relationship. You are not married to the guy. You are cooking, washing, brushing his teeth, doing all sort of things. Why? No, no, no. That's how you glorify God. Listen. Do you know the condition that God chose Mary? To place his seed in her to give birth. The Bible said she was a righteous. Joseph was righteous. Mary too was a virgin. Now, they were dating. They have been betrothed. They have seen their families. Their families knew that they were going to marry. But they didn't behave like they were married. The Bible said, Joseph was a righteous man. To the extent that when he found that Mary was pregnant, he wanted to leave her. He said, ah, no, I'm so righteous. You dear. You, you. <laughs> you are righteous in Christ. Say amen. And so, so you are having all kinds of keys. Trying to open where you are not supposed to open. Enter where you are not supposed to enter. Think things you are not supposed to think. Do things you are not supposed to do. If what you are doing in a relationship does not glorify God, Master, I tell you, leave it. Young lady, leave it. Don't allow the devil to be glorified instead of the father that gave birth to you. Don't allow it. Look at how the world today is as if relationship don't mean anything to people again. Now you will find, you will read the news. Oh, uh, I saw a video last week. That a young lady was held by a group of boys and they were whipping her in the hotel room. The boyfriend bought her a gift and yet he caught her cheating on him. So the boy mobilized his friends, lured the girl into a hotel room. This one held their hands, held their hands, held their legs, held their legs, and they were whipping the girl with belt, with such nonsense. You cannot be in a relationship with God and allow yourself to be self-driven like that. He said, I want my seed to come. This one's a virgin. This one's a righteous guy. Yeah, they are dating. They are about to marry. But they, they, they don't allow. Oh, how are you? Yeah, we are fine. Uh, yeah. Because you know what? Marriage is the only relationship permitted by God for you to have sex. Why? Because you need to procreate. Any other kind of relationship it's not permitted. Are you here with me? And if you are in this church, you see, one of the things that will make you know that you are in a godly relationship is how you desire to see the will of God done. Oh, let's go to church. Vows day. Oh, no, no, I won't go to church. I'm going out with my friends. Run out from that relationship. Because that person will lead you astray from God. Are you here with me, somebody? First Corinthians chapter 1. Let's work it out quickly so that I can finish quickly. First Corinthians chapter number one. 
verse number 9. It says, God is faithful. Say, God is faithful. By whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So we are participants. We, we are not in a relationship. We don't do anything. Don't say, Jesus has done for me, so there's nothing for me to do. It is a relationship. If you are in a relationship, you are in a fellowship. You must do something. Tell your neighbor, you must do something. Jesus said, as long as there is light and day, I must do the work of the one who sent me. Night is coming, I will not do anything again. You must work. Relationship is work. Making sure that the will of God is happening in your life, it is work. Second Peter chapter number 1. Let's read. Second Peter. Go to Second Peter chapter number 1. Second Peter chapter number 1. Thank you Lord Jesus. Verse number 4. It says, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers, koinonia, fellowshippers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So you see, when you are in the godly divine relationship, you have escaped the corruption that is in the relationship that is in the world. So as a child of God, you don't enter a relationship like how the worldly people do their things. The worldly people go into a relationship. They, they go into a relationship based on conditions. Oh, the guy has money. The guy has a Mercedes Benz. The guy, the lady, the family has money. They, they, they establish conditions to start a relationship. That is not how you start a relationship. That's how the worldly people start it. But because we have a relationship with God, our relationship with man, whether for the purpose of marriage, whether for any other purpose, because no, there's a relationship going on in the church because we have we are church members. So there's a type of relationship here. Based on the fact that we are coming from the same ministry. At the end of the day, what you need to do is that in this relationship that I'm in, is the glory of God being maintained? Is the glory of God being seen? Am I working to ensure that the will of God is done in this relationship? Or I have allowed myself for something, something, and other things to happen. Are you here with me, somebody? Alright. Now, let's look at the last point. And I'll do other teachings, and then we are close. Our time is almost up. Let's look at the scope of knowledge that underpins God's relationship. The scope. What kinds of knowledge that you should look out for in a godly relationship, in agape love, in agape relationship, alright, what are the kind of knowledge that must underpin that kind of relationship? Praise the Lord. One, we are in this kind of relationship because we are born of God. I'm born of God. So my relationship with God and my relationship with man is because I am different. I'm a child of God. Look at how Jesus came into this world and was walking with people differently. He didn't, at one point the people said this man he talks like one having authority and not like one of our scribes praise the Lord so in your walk in this world in your relationship with your neighbor in your relationship with your other people people must know that no you are a child of God you walk in the spirit look, look John chapter number 1 let's read it that's why you must know you are born of God say I'm born of God or repeat it say I'm born of God Many people don't know that they are born of God. They think they are church members, but they are not God people. They are born of God. Let's read from verse 10. John chapter number 1 from verse number 10. It says, He was in the world, and the world was made through him. 
and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name who were born. Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Are you here with me? So now, if you are born again, if you are in the church, it's not because you are born of any man, you are born of God. And because you are born of God, and, you, and your father is in a, a, a divine relationship with you, you too, your relationship with other people must be divine. You must, you must make sure that the will of God is done. You don't limit or do things that would, would, that would usurp the glory of God in your life. You must make sure that you are maintaining the glory of God. You must work to maintain the glory of God. So the first knowledge that you need for a godly relationship is the knowledge that I'm a child of God. Because I'm a child of God, I cannot give myself to you to fornicate. Because I'm a child of God, I cannot walk in the flesh. I walk in the spirit. Oh, no, there are some, there are some people that take things for granted. No, I'm a child of God. No, it doesn't. People say that when you do that, it will like you are self-righteous. No, you are righteous in Christ. There's nothing called self-righteous. It is Christ who has made you righteous. Either you enjoy your righteousness or you are a hypocrite. You maintain your, your standard. Say, Father, I want to hold on to your will. Let your will be done in my life. Are you here with me, somebody? Say, Father, let your will be done in my life. Oh, you are, not, are you in church or you are in your bedroom? Say, Father, let your will be done in my life. Amen, somebody. Two, the second knowledge that you need for a godly, godly relationship. Two, know that a, a godly relationship is spiritual and it's not carnal. It is what? It is spiritual. And not kind of Galatians chapter number five. Galatians, let's let's work it out quickly. Galatians chapter number five. Now let's start reading from verse number thirteen. Galatians chapter number five from verse number thirteen. Looking at godly relationship. It says, For you, brethren, have been called to freedom. Liberty means freedom. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love. Through relationship, serve one another. Have you seen it now? If there's no relationship, you can't serve one another. Because of this relationship, we are always serving one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor, ask yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Verse 16, let's read it quickly. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Verse 17. For the flesh lasts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit of God, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. And these are the works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, madness, drunkenness, reveries. Reveries means parties. And the like. 
parties. So when people are partying, they love partying. Today's vast day, Charles went party, party. My hobby is party, party. You party, party, party. What's going to happen to you? That devil will get into your life and destroy you. Give no room for the devil. Tell your neighbor, give no room for the devil. Please look into your neighbor's eyes and say, give no room to the devil. It is spiritual in nature. Our relationship is spiritual. So you don't enter into a relationship and the first thing to prove your love is sex. So if you love me, you have to have sex with me. If you love me. Are you here with me? They say, no, 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 no. Ah, if you don't have sex with me, then don't love me. Yes, then I don't love you. Because our relationship is spiritual. Say, my, our relationship is spiritual. Yeah, spiritual. Don't let anybody deceive you. Gentlemen, don't let the devil deceive you. Say, no, we have to test the engine. No, a lady is not a, a testing device. Their body is not for testing. It's for serious business. Tell your neighbor, their body is for serious business. It's not for testing, 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 testing. You think it's a car, you test it, you, you put it down. You go and take another car and test it, you put it down. No, 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 no. We don't have a repair center here. The church, we don't have a repair center. Serious business. Praise the Lord, somebody. Are you here with me? Spiritual. Then look at what he said. Look at the spiritual things that you need in your relationship. Number one is the first. So it is spiritual to be in a godly relationship. So every Christian must be in a godly relationship. Are you here with me? Every Christian must be in a godly what? Relationship. Because the fruit of the spirit, the first one is a godly relationship. The word love there means agape. Godly relationship. That's the first fruit of the spirit. In other words, the relationship that begins from God, his character, his attributes, his glory, his power, his blessings, everything from him into my life, into my heart, and then I release it to my, anybody that I, I have any relationship with. To my wife, to my this. You know, in your office, let people know that you're a child of God. Some people in their, in their office, they don't know that they are Christians. Because they are the ones even giving little numbers in their office. Giving, giving, Charlie, this week the bet, uh, do this one, this one, Manchester versus Liverpool, this one, this one, this one, do this one. Ah, the day they find out that there are people in the church, ah, now, sorry, ah, yeah, I go to church, and you are such a brilliant Lotto forecaster. May God be seen in your life. I say, God shall be seen in your life. I say, your environment shall see God in you. Tell your neighbor, prophesy out to your neighbor, say, God shall be seen in your life. All these things, the works of the flesh. Somebody can get up and say, Ah, as for me, I can't, I can't stay without sex. Come, let me pray for you, if you are one of them. Some demon is disturbing your brains. Demons. It's only demons. They say, I, I can't do without sex. Hey, I, I, I can't be there without a lady. Some demons are disturbing you. There's some people, they are just waiting for Friday to go and party. Demons are working in your life. You need to be prayed for. Amen. You see me like this, I can be indoors 24 hours. This is my wife, she will tell you. Sometimes we say that, I'm busy. I, sometimes I can't be there alone. I know people, but I don't have many friends. I know plenty of people. If you look my I know plenty, but I don't have, I don't say that. Because those days when I was, before I got born again, oh, day, we are quite now, sorry. We have our ways and means. But today we are in church and we have come plenty of people to teach them the word. God shall be seen in your life from this year. Amen, somebody. Look at the godly things. Love, agape, godly relationship. Joy, say joy. 
You see, the reason, in fact, one of the things you would quickly pick that you are in an ungodly relationship if you are crying every day. Oh, man of God, this guy, since he came into my life, I've been crying, I've been crying. Whenever I see him having a call, I know there's another girl. Whenever I see him going, say, even when he tells me he's going to the office, I know he's going to see another girl. You are in an ungodly relationship. Any relationship that brings you heart pains, headaches, stomach pains, you are in an ungodly world. You know what? One of the things Jesus never is, he says, Fear not. You cannot be in a godly relationship being afraid. The Bible says, perfect love, cast what? All fear. If you are in a perfect relationship, there's no fear. Any relationship that is giving you fears, you better run away. That is an ungodly relationship. You are not here. Be there, let them use your face as punting bags. In the morning, tell a red eye. Tomorrow you get green eye. The next day your eye will come out. You think they are selling eyes at Makola? There's no eye at Makola. You better preserve your life. Right from that relationship. It is not godly. It's not godly. You're allowing this world to tell you what to do. We, we have our defined way of being in a relationship. Wait for your time. If you want to marry you, wait. Don't allow people to be deceived. Oh, it's like, oh, me too. I heard you. Guy, I say, oh, I'm bad. I'm so young. I'm catching so bad. I'm 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 so mugu. I'm so bad. 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 It's not possible like that. A godly, you see, Joseph and Mary, they wanted to marry. They had kept themselves. This one is still a virgin. We'll do some fantastic auditing right now. Right now, it's like virgins are diminishing in the world. May God begin to produce virgins in the next generations to come. They tell you that so if you are a virgin at 18 years, then you get, you'll be tok tok, you know, you'll be this, you'll be this, this. And because of that, you are going to areas you should not be going to. May you preserve your sanity. May your sanctification be preserved in the name of the Lord Jesus. So joy, peace, say peace. Long suffering. Ah, there are some people, you see, you see one of those conditions, when the money is there, oh wow. Darling, darling, darling. When they don't say anything, they don't have long suffering. You say, no, 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 I didn't bargain for this. I didn't come for this. If you cannot, if you cannot take care of me, then, but, you see, I told you that the attribute of a godly relationship is participation. A gunner doesn't say this one shall sit in the house. Yeah. Participation. This one is chipping in. I'm also chipping in. Don't sit down and don't do anything. Chipping. Say chipping. Yeah. Long suffering. Kindness. Godly relationship is, must be full of kindness. Adore Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. That is why if you are in this church, if you are in any kind of relationship, marriage or you are about, you must learn faithfulness. Look into one bottle till Jesus comes back. Eat one kind of soup till Jesus comes back. If you choose palm nut soup, eat it. If it is coconut, you have chosen to eat it till Jesus comes back. You know, you know when you see a fair lady, then something is happening to you. May God give you wisdom. Say wisdom. I don't want to say something. 
Let's make progress. Our time is up. <laughs> Amen. Gentleness. And this is what I love. Say self-control. Say it loud. Say self-control. Shout it. Say self-control. Any relationship you find yourself and this one say, I can't wait. I can't wait. The, the, the weather has changed. What Are you a meteorologist? Is, is the lady a me- No, no. Should the lady be telling you the change in the weather pattern or what? No, why? I don't get it. You say, oh, weather has changed. So what? I'm, am I a weather reader? Should I come and tell you no, the conditions of the weather? Go find some blanket and cover your head and get that demon out of your mind. Whether I change, whether so, what should I do? Am I a meteorologist? Do I read weather? I don't work at the metro. What are you talking about? A godly relationship, the self control. Say self control. Say self control. I can't hear you. Say self control. Yeah, self control. You don't you don't eat in the pot you have not been served in. You are always gentle, self-control. That's how it is. One of the things, one of the things I realized, I saw in Jesus' me self-control, self-control. Now let's move to the next one. Our time is up. I want to wrap it up. The third knowledge you must know about a godly relationship is that every godly relationship is also a relationship with God. Every relationship you enter with another person. It's an extension of your relationship with God. So if you mess up your relationship with that person, you are messing up your relationship with God. Because our relationship starts from God. It is His love, His kind of relationship that has been poured out into our heart. It is not our kind of relationship. So you cannot be in a relationship or you cannot be in love and then you are doing your own things. No, no, you can't do your own things. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't do your own things. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you cannot. That's why. See, my my biological parent. I think this year they will be sixty years in marriage. Do you know what that means to be sixty years married? They are coming down this year. I want to ask them. How how, how did you make it? Now today, this indomit generation, it's like they marry two years, three years. I'm tired. Ah, no, 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 no. Godly relationship is an, a, an extension of our relationship. So you cannot be in any godly relationship when you know there's a problem with your relationship with God. There are some people, oh, God, give me a husband to marry. When they are looking for their husband to marry, every day they are in church. Ah, all night, they'll be the first person to come. If you see them praying, they are shaking the ground. Everything they are involved. Participating. Praise the Lord. Hey, the last week, man of God said, Anyone who wants to marry, this is your year. And I tapped into it and I sowed the seed by the grace of God. As I was going, there was a guy that I have I have connected in the spirit. The guy called me. He said he wants to come and marry me next week. Amen. Now we bless the marriage. As soon as we bless the marriage. Now we are here. One month we have not seen you in church. Two months we have not seen you in church. Three months we have not seen you in church. Now, your relationship that you have punctured with God, very soon, get ready. The devil will also puncture that relationship you have started. Because your relationship with man 
It's an extension with your, of your relationship with God. If you have a sustained godly relationship with God, your human relationship will be sustained by that same God of whom you have your source of that relationship. Don't come for your wife and your husband in church and then begin to tell me, oh, you know, I have to cook, I have to do this. Maintain it by the same way you got it. Maintain it by the same way you got it. If the foundation is bad, the building will collapse. One of the things I've realized, it is by spiritual observation. Every marriage that started on the wrong footing, especially if the couples had sex, abortions, or even gave birth before they married, the first three years, what some people they will not experience because they didn't engage in those things. Yes, it's always worse. Because the foundation of that relationship was bad. Are you here with me, somebody? Your relationship with God must be maintained so that what you have received can be sustained by God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you, you have to. So, you see, you have to work on your foundation. If you are somebody who is not really connected to God in prayer and in the meditation of the word, start it today. You can reverse it. That one you can reverse it. Start it today. Pray. Study the word. Come to church regularly. Receive the word on all sides. And realize that your life will be sustained beautifully. Four. No, 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 no. We didn't read that. Did you read? I, did I give you a scripture for that? No. Okay, First John chapter 4. First John chapter number 4, verse 12 to 21. When you go home, read it for me. First John chapter number 4, verse 12 to 21. Our last but one point. The knowledge that you need to enter a godly relationship. Oh, I love this. This knowledge is to do the will of God. Say the will of God. To do the will of God. Matthew 15 verse 50. Matthew chapter 15. Where am I? Matthew chapter number 15. Am I in Matthew? Now, now let's go. Let's go to John five thirty because I don't know something happened and my device is failing me. Go John five thirty. Okay. John five thirty. He said, "I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will." But the will of the Father who sent me. So if your relationship is coming from God, you don't enter into a relationship and you are seeking, what am I going to get of it? You know, there's a saying in the local palette. Have you heard that thing before? Some of you don't know. If you go, let me translate. If you go into a marriage, if your, your husband incurs debt, give it to your husband. If there's more money in the relationship, bring some home. So those days they will tell the, the woman, 
So when the, maybe when the husband incurs some debt and he's talking to the wife, the wife will be watching telenovela. Oh, darling, Mate, Mate, you know, you see, because the, that, that advice is ringing in her head. Oh, so Charlie, I need some money. I'm in trouble. I'm, I'm in, so then we're watching them, we're laughing. The husband is talking to her, trying to seek her advice and her cushion. So, no, no. Then the mother's bad advice is ringing in her head. No, if it is dead, take it. But maybe the husband can say, Oh, honey, I have a new project. There's some money. Oh, okay. This one is a good conversation. You know, remember that card that you promised. My birthday is coming. Uh See, this is ungodly. It's so ungodly. Because we are there to seek the will of God. Every relationship that is from God must be interested in seeking the will of God. If you are married, your children, the Bible said, all of your children must know the Lord. You cannot let your children just be raised up and brought up by some people who will impact bad things into them. You must be interested in the things that your children are learning. God is going to ask you, I gave you children. How did you raise them? Praise the Lord. How did you raise them? So we are in to do the will. If you are not married yet, make sure the will of God. Every relationship that you are in, even in the church, pastor, church member relationship, make sure the will of God is done. In your office, make sure the will of God is done. Oh, that is all. The will of God is our ultimate goal and priority in life. Don't seek any other will. If your your whoever you are in a relationship with is trying to tell you to do things against the will of God, please stop it. Stop it. Oh, let's do abortion. Let's let's do this thing. Let's do this one. Stop it. If you know how some women are suffering today because of abortion life. They tell you, they tell you, have children when you have to. Because of that, many women are doing all sort of things. Sometimes I pity you women. May God give you divine wisdom. Uh, and there are no women in the house. I say, may God give you the woman divine wisdom. Good one. Yeah. Sometimes I pity because the women are doing things just to please a man. And not interested in doing the will of God. Our relationship is coming. Because of our relationship with God. Our last point you need to know. Five. The knowledge you must have in a relationship. After you you are seeking the will of God. Then you are supposed to also reveal the glory of God. Say the glory of God. John chapter 17. John chapter 17. Um, Let's read verse number five. Look at what Jesus said. John chapter 17 say, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I have with you before the world was. So God wants to glorify you. He want, glory means beauty. A proper, a proper representation of yourself. Beauty. Say beauty. God wants to beautify your life. Now go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husband. As to the Lord. Did you see this? He said, wives, I told you that love is relationship. There are some women. They submit to their pastors. Submit to everything. In church. But when you go home, ah, blues. 
when the husband said, Oh, yeah, now if you don't know, don't you know the kitchen? Go and go and find something to eat. He says, Submit unto your husband as unto who? The Lord. You see, Agape. If we are submitting to God in our relationship with Him, we can submit also to our husbands. Oh, are you in church, somebody? Don't be following those so called feminist voice that has come. I told you the last time. First, they said, Behind every successful man, there's a woman. And then they moved to beside. Now I say, Beside every successful man, there's a woman. Very soon, they'll be in front. Now they'll say that before every successful man, you'll first find a woman. Uh, what, what, what are you fighting for? You want to fight? There's no need. One of the things that will make you enjoy life is when you know your place. I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. If you know your place, you see this table, we say some people cannot sit here. If you come and you sit here, I'll move you to where and sit where you're supposed to sit. But because you are sitting at your place, you are enjoying the service. Don't come and do things that you are not supposed to do. Praise the Lord. Now look at what let's read on. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also. So you see, Paul was connecting marriage relationship directly with our relationship with Christ. Direct. That's why I'm telling you that agape relationship is there is an extension of our relationship with the Lord. So you cannot be in a relationship, a godly relationship, if you don't have a godly relationship yourself with God. Praise the Lord, somebody. It's a husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church and is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be unto their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives. Be in a relationship with your wives. Agape is there. Be in a godly relationship with your wives. Just as Christ also agape the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or a wrinkle or any such thing. Meaning that husbands, your, your, your daily duty is to your wife. Making sure that your wife that so I draw your, 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 your face is too full of spots, spots, spots. Ah, if your wife is your job and your preoccupation, the spots will leave. Why? Because Christ and the church, Christ is so focused on his church that every day he's washing the church out of every kind of problems. That is why you see Jesus healing the sick in the church. Because God doesn't want his, his church to be sick. So he's healing the sick in the church. He's prospering people. He doesn't want you to be poor. He's giving you peace. He's giving you joy. He's giving you life. Why? He continues to wash the church with the water of the word. So that the day of presentation when he's presenting us unto himself. So wow. My church, you are without sickness and disease. My church, you are without poverty. My church, you are looking beautiful. If your wife is not looking beautiful, better spend some money on her. Better spend some time with her. Do as the Lord is doing to his church. And you're going to see your bride walking with you so proud. You don't have to hold your bride's hands only when you are at the wedding. Not when he had done the makeup and she's 
looking beautiful. That is why you are proud. You want to hold it after the wedding or the bedeaching in him and in night in him now. One person says, You those days, I eyebrows, eyelash, eye eyebrows. I am the BDA, 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 you see all these beautiful ladies who have done makeup working at a crammer and now shine with Chauti Nyami Babawa Sumwashu in him. I can also say, there's one thing I have seen in this world. If you pay attention to something and you invest your time and your resources, that thing will become beautiful. It doesn't matter how ugly the thing is looking. One day I saw a lady. She was showing her before and after picture. And I realized that, wow. I wanted to congratulate the man. Because before they got married, the girl was looking masculine. Oh, you see. But after the marriage, the man has spent time and resources. Now when you look at the lady, you'll be surprised if they told you this, how this lady used to look. Jesus is spending time on his church. Washing us. Healing us. Beautifying us. In your relationship with one another, pay attention, be faithful, be committed, and make sure that that relationship becomes beautiful. Are you here with me, somebody? Don't allow the devil to deceive you. Let's finish reading it. This is our last verse, then we are done. Say that you might present us to a glorious church, not having any spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love your own, their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. Do you see that? Everything that Jesus is doing for the church, you will find it in your relationships. You didn't say amen. I say whatever Jesus is doing for the church, if, that, if Jesus is healing the church, there will be constant health in your relationship. Anyone watching you from anywhere around the world, if you are in a relationship and one party is sick, today Jesus will heal that person. Any relationship, marriage relationship, or any kind of relationship, you are about to get married, you are proposing, but there's no money coming for that for that event. Today, the Lord shall supply your needs, and that thing will come on in the name of Jesus. Anybody who I, I heard some guy some time ago, he said, Man of God, since the day I got married, all my business collapsed. All everything about me is like the woman I married is a bad luck. There's no bad luck woman anywhere. The devil came and touched you, but today, by the power of the Holy Ghost, anything that has been touched in your life that is bringing disgrace to your relationships, I command that devil to leave it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.